0: On Peacock already. Renfield is available. Mm. And I was curious enough about that movie to hit play. Um, I do love me some Nicolas Cage. I do love oh, me yeah. some uh, Nicolas Holt. Mm-hmm. This movie is very weird. I I would not <laughs> I would not categorize this movie as good mm. per se. Um, it's not bad. Like there's some movies you watch and you're just like, this is really bad. Like. Like, you could see what they were going for. You could see they weren't far off, but they would not hit it quite on the mark, you know? Yeah. Um, It's low stakes, which is really weird, Um, and it's ill-defined. Have you seen it? Yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah. So, it's low stakes, and it's kind of ill-defined characters. It's like there's not much depth to them at all.
1: Very little depth at all. (laughs) Um,
0: And I feel like they couldn't decide, like, the level of violence that they wanted. Yeah. There were some things that were like, oh, here's like a very like gentle, just like shooting or something like that. And then there's parts where like people like get ripped in Arms half and all and this kind intestines of intestines
1: yeah. are getting ripped out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, it was weird. And I said this on my uh, Letterboxd review, but there was something about it that reminded me of like early 2000s, like studio trash. <laughs> you yeah. know the things were like we're gonna take like 10 million dollars
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're gonna churn out this movie that's like super basic it very much reminds me of like uh fantastic four silver surfer totally like that kind of vibe of just like we're here here you go no depth no anything but like this movie exists
1: it's a movie um, yeah
0: and it like watching it i was like weirdly nostalgic because i do love trashy movies Oh yeah, you know, um, I was like, weirdly nostalgic. I'm like, yeah, like give me this vibe. I'm here for it, you know. It's um, almost
1: a little too polished for that, though. Like, there's yeah. something on it where you're like, that wire work is just too good. Like, yeah, why, well, it's one of those. Good. Like,
0: we make way better movies, just like in general, than we did yeah. two decades ago. But um, I was, it was fine. I'm glad yeah. I, I don't regret watching it. Sure, you know, it was a good thing to pop on again, like ninety minutes. Yeah, nice easy thing. Um, found Aquafina a really tough character in that. I, yeah, like I think miscast,
1: totally miscast. Um,
0: which, I, like, I'm like, I don't know if I would know. Like, miscast isn't the word. It was like, I could see the argument that she would be good in this role. Before the movie was made. You know what I mean? Like sitting in a boardroom casting director style. Like I can make this argument of like Aquafina being able to do this character. Sure. Um, But I don't think she pulled it off. So I think it's like nice try, but not quite.
1: It was a very unfocused character. Also, it's just which the only character that seemed to really have a focus was Nick Cage. Like it was just kind of like like almost so surface level that you don't believe it. Like you're like the Renfield character. You're just like,
0: yeah. He's is literally just all like, you
1: are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is it. And you're the person that's supposed to take me from point A to point B. And that's all that's going on here. Yeah. Um, Nick Cage was pretty good. Nick His Cage makeup was, was really good. I
0: was really worried that Nick Cage was going to be the thing that stood out as wrong in it. I know. Because a lot of the trailers, I was like, this looks really interesting and really good. Except when you get to like over the top Nick Cage being Dracula. I know. But like ends up being one of the more. uh legit parts and honestly the makeup of him being like restored was incredible it was good um but overall yeah like not great i i feel like the best thing i can say is like i'm not mad that i watched it (laughs) that's what
1: the director wants to hear
0: yeah yeah. i'm sorry but (laughs) it's better than like fuck this movie but
1: But totally a hundred percent um i think this is kind of the perfect sit on your couch and watch type of movie too yeah like you don't feel like you're missing any out on anything because you didn't see it in a theater. You might have felt cheated if you did go see it in a theater, to being like, yeah. really? Like this is all this was. But
0: this is the well, to get away from the tuned-inness of it all, but this is something I've yeah. been kind of like struggling with recently watching movies is mm-hmm. like there are certain movies that I feel are deserving of my time. Mm. And certain movies that I feel okay kind of half-heartedly watching totally you know and i'm much more likely to watch some of the half-hearted ones because i'm like i'm a busy guy you're doing shit you know um whereas like there are a bunch of movies on my watch list that i'm like i haven't watched because i'm like i need to sit down and watch that movie um so i don't know there's something to be said for my movie tasting that of like (laughs) you know Yeah, I'm gonna watch Renfield when I'm like, you know, can't
1: be too good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this is the right place, right time. Like, if you got, if you got a spare three hours on like a Saturday night, sure, exactly.
0: But But, uh, yeah, so Renfield, you know, (laughs) it's there. It's there. Watch it on streaming, streaming on Peacock. um, Yeah, and they're very all about it. They have their whole category, Nick Cage category, which is like just a whole like Port of Call New Orleans.
1: I know. Grand Isle next to
0: it on that, and I'm like, those are very different movies
1: wildly different movies but you know what both
0: in new orleans but
1: that's true wait is that true yeah i think so nick cage loves new orleans i know that for a fact he does um that's hilarious well i have also seen renfield so i guess that's something um where do i go here you know what? I watched a movie that just popped up on Max, and I believe it was one of the first Max like originals, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, no idea where it came from, if it was from HBO or whatever. But uh, it's a movie called Reality, mm. uh, starring Sydney Sweeney from Euphoria, White Lotus, sure. a ton of stuff. And honestly, I clicked on it because I'm like, this looks semi-interesting. We'll see what this is about. I had no idea what I was – I honestly thought it was going to be about a girl – getting into a reality TV show or something. Yeah. Turns out the movie is about this woman named reality winner. Literally. She's a real person who got arrested for leaking NSA secrets to a news outlet. Um, mm. And the movie takes place within like there's an actual recording that they start playing at the beginning of the movie to time it out. And I think the movie is exactly this long of the recording and, mm and it's just the moments from when the FBI show up at her house to when she gets taken in and that's the whole movie is oh, wow. the interaction between her
0: so and the FBI it, agents it's like a real time like
1: from what i could gauge cuz it's a lot of them standing around her house talking and mm. her and most of the movie is like it's her performance of and i don't know anything about the real person i sure. haven't watched any interviews but just her mannerisms and her telling the truth but not telling the truth and learning her little like quirks and ticks, and being like, you're saying things that are true but they feel like lies because of the way you're talking and sure. it really kind of made me turn a page on Sydney Sweeney who I liked already but I'm like, oh, this is, she's got some range. There's depth to this character that's like in the face and in the, you know, the little, you know, ticks that she has in her hands yeah. and like playing with her shirt and you're just like, oh, this is really interesting. Hmm. I will say it's, a little bit slow, and that's weird to say because it only takes place within like 85 minutes or something. Sure. But that's all you get. Like, it's just her talking to the FBI agents. And if you're not into that, it's probably going to be pretty taxing because mm. it's just anxiety of her, of you not really knowing what's going on, too. Um, but it is really interesting because they'll also cut back to the phone call, and like the cops are acting very weird but that's just how they were actually acting at the scene. So like they'll mess up lines and they'll say things, but it's like, that's just what the real FBI agents were saying. So it's like this really offbeat kind of film. Um,
0: But honestly, watch this. This This sounds interesting.
1: Yeah. It's like 90 minutes. I, I was completely blown away with the premise and being like, Oh, this is what this is going to be like. And yeah, it's definitely worth the watch. I mean, especially if you like Sydney Sweeney, I'm like this kind of put her into a different register for me.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm like looking at Sydney Sweeney's IMDb. I'm like, I don't know that I've ever seen her in anything. Mm, like the oh. only thing I can point out here is once upon a time in Hollywood, but I'm like, I don't remember who the was. I don't remember her was. in that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I haven't watched euphoria. Um, or the White Lotus, and you know
1: that's her two main main yeah. things there. Um,
0: Apparently, a handful of episodes of The Handmaid's Tale too. But
1: oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, I hmm. say it's worth. I say it's worth the watch. Yeah, Not the I'm greatest on my watch movie list of all right time. Now. But man, it's it's a, a different kind of unique experience that I wasn't expecting. Was happily surprised by. So yeah, reality. Nice. It's on Max. Short watch. A little anxiety inducing, but you know.
0: It's interesting. Um, this says an HBO original at the top of it.
1: Oh, so it was HBO.
0: Well, I, I mean, I don't know because also like when I opened Max to, to look at it, the idol says HBO original too. So there's still a brand oh. going on here. Um they
1: couldn't get away from it. God. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh we've talked a lot about this, um, but I've Ooh. That's a misnomer. We we haven't, but we've talked a lot about this genre. But I watched *Flamin' Hot*. Yes, the uh, the the Cheetos, um, Frito Lay movie, um, <laughs> directed by uh, <laughs> Ava Longoria.
1: Is that true? I did not know that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's um, awesome.
0: This movie's weird, um, but like I kind of like it. Is it it straight kind up of, biopic kind of. Yeah. So it's very much like air in that. Mm. Like it was, it's like literally the story of this guy. Um, mm. and it, it was based on his like memoir that he wrote a few years ago, but he was a, uh, like a Latino guy in Southern California that, you know, was in a gang and then like in an effort to clean himself up for his family, got a job at Frito-Lay as a janitor, and mm. then over the course of, like, 10 years, like, worked his way, you know, I, I wouldn't say worked his way up the ladder because he was still a Jenner. But, like, basically made flaming Hot uh, slurry to put on, like, Cheetos and Doritos and all that kind of stuff. Ooh. And, like, convinced Frito-Lay to put it out. And then, so it's, like, it's bizarre. It's not bizarre. It's it's pretty engaging. Um, mm-hmm. Jesse Garcia, the main guy, is is really engaging. Uh, mm but it's weird. It it kind of just feels like an episode of Shark Tank <laughs> okay. in that like a lot of it is building up to like him pitching this flame and hot topping for to the CEO of Frito-Lay mm. um, played by Tony Shalhoub, which is hilarious. That is hilarious. Um, but it's weird. Like, it's just, it is literally, I don't know if you've ever watched Shark Tank, but it's literally oh, like yeah. the backstory that you hear on every pitch on Shark Tank of right. like, I worked my ass off. Like, I'm like here to make sure that my heritage is like seen and there's an untapped market going on here. Blah, blah, right. Blah. You know, and it ends exactly <laughs> how it is. Right. Um, and so, so it's like, it's a pretty generic story when it comes down to it. Um, mm-hmm. Like, there's, you can pretty much guess where it's going to end as soon as like, as soon as it establishes its trajectory, you're like, well, yeah, yeah, that's where we're going to go. Sure. Um, But, um, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, It's getting pretty, pretty panned. Um, Oh, is it? Well, there it's, it's all over the place. Um, Yeah. You know, it's averages of 3.1 on, on letterbox.
1: It's not too bad. Yeah. What's it? Uh, what, where do I find it? Is it Apple?
0: It's on Hulu and disney plus oh it's a it's uh, a it's a 20th century fox gotcha gig or as it is now sure Um, yeah yeah. but like worth it you know it's interesting just as as a exercise of understanding this like product genre that's coming out because it is very much in that vein (laughs) totally um yeah it's a similar kind of thing to like the end of Air or the end of Tetris, where it's like at the end the guy's like, "Yeah, he got promoted." Right. That's like the big win at the and end. There that's like go. the climax. <laughs> You're like, "Yeah, he got promoted," and right. like you know, spent forty years as a corporate executive.
1: Right. It's like that's the end. Cool. You know, there yeah. It is. All right. That's hilarious. Oh well, I have to. I'll have to watch this. There's been some really mixed reviews going around about yeah. all of these movies, and um, this one it, at least piqued my interest.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. And it's like one of those these are gonna keep coming. If like if this is in any way successful, mm-hmm. like thousands of stories exist like this. Like it's oh, like a yeah. Shark Tank episode. Like literally it's like you can pick any little thing and I'm sure there's something like that behind it. Oh. We're just gonna get covered in these.
1: A hundred percent. And even massive things that you're like, Oh, well, there's everything has a story and yeah. everything can be told and like um damn. Well, I'm curious to see what comes next, to be honest, because all of these happened in like three months. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, here's we got six what? of them.
0: Tetris, Blackberry, Air, Pinball, Flamin' Hot, and Pinball, right? All within yeah. a few months of each other.
1: Yeah, like yeah. four months. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, there okay. We those were all in the can? Like you just had those ready? <laughs> yeah, right. <Okay. laughs> Sounds good. Oh, that's awesome. Um... I checked out a sh- show that I believe is free, although I'm not really sure because it was on Prime, but it was also on Freevee, which is like a sub, sub- subsidiary of Prime, mm-hmm. I guess. I'm not really sure. Uh, this show is called Jury Duty. Have you heard of this?
0: Yes. I have watched this in its entirety.
1: Oh, thank God. Okay, cool. I did not know what this was. I thought it was literally like a mockumentary yeah. office thing, and then I started it up, and I realized that this one dude isn't in on it and it's basically like a it's almost like a test case for like like so the premise is this company puts out a casting call for a documentary quote unquote about jury duty yeah this guy is chosen out of a couple thousand applicants and turns out he is the only person that's not in on this and everybody involved jury judge lawyers defendant everybody is an actor <laughs> or yeah. an improviser or whatever and it's just like
0: and the whole thing's fake
1: the whole thing's fake it, and they get sequestered and James Marsden is there and it, he's the perfect level actor to be there. Yeah. Like literally. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: <laughs> and, um, and it's perfect because I think everyone else is pulled from different small time improv groups so that you don't recognize anyone, but they can yeah. also hold their own just talking with people, which is genius, you know? yeah. And it's funny because I think Marsden probably had the hardest time with that out of all of them. Like, honestly, <laughs> Yeah. Just like holding conversation because it's not written after a certain point, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's the crazy thing is like all of it was pretty much improv. They had like right. basic kind of like this and that, and this kind of things planned, but it all depended on like what he did and how he reacted to stuff in the moment. Um, right. And I will say the last episode where they like break down how they did it. Oh, is man. So fascinating. It's, um, it's incredible. Yeah. Like I saw a thing that, um, there was like a moment where the guy was talking to James Barston, and he brought up John Rafio from parks and rec. Yeah. And they're like, immediately we had to like cut a bunch of stuff with Kirk Frox, um, Who is like plays sewage Joe on parks right. and rec. Cause yeah. they're like, as soon as if he recognizes him as like an actor, then it's all going to unravel. So it's like, it's done just like that one little thing has to change a bunch of like stuff down the line. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, So good, so funny. So um and like so just like endearing to see how like much of a good person this guy really is.
1: (laughs) Oh, he is like you couldn't find a better person, honestly. I mean it's because he is surrounded with some of the most psychotic people you could ever meet. And yeah, he holds his own and 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 it's just really, really fascinating. I will say if I was him I would be constantly second guessing everything that ever happened after this. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no way I would you be never like, like you just got scammed for like two weeks,
0: <laughs> like straight either that or like, I would 100% believe everything after that. Cause I've been like, this is, there's no way this is happening. Like again,
1: true. Oh, <laughs> this is, like scarring kind of yeah, like, yeah. cause his um, face at the end. Um,
0: but yeah, uh, but Jerry, it, it's so good.
1: It's good. It's a light, you know, twenty minutes, very Yeah, and funny. I think there's like seven
0: um, or eight episodes. It's like an easy yeah. thing to binge through. Um right. and totally and, worth it.
1: And it's literally shot like the office too. So it feels like, like if you didn't know this was staged, you'd be like, Oh, this is clearly written by Mike Sure. Like this is obviously <laughs> something, but it's yeah. not, like it's actually real. Oh my God. It's uh yeah, a real treat. This show's just on freebie. Like yeah, okay.
0: Just amazing. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Just get on, get on Amazon and they'll be like, Ooh, do you like freebie? And they'll, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good. Shit. Um, all
0: right. I get to talk yes. about this movie now. Um, I debated starting with this, but I'm like, no, this is like an anchor. Mm. So I watched this past weekend, a movie from 1994. Okay. That's going to come into play later. 1994 called Tammy and the T-Rex.
1: Oh, I've heard of this movie.
0: Let me give you the pitch here. So uh starring Denise Richards and Paul Walker, mm-hmm. uh, Paul Walker's character is mauled by a lion. Of course. Wherein afterwards it, or mauled by a lion, and then afterwards, a mad scientist takes his brain and inserts it into a mechanical Tyrannosaurus Rex who then escapes. And goes looking for his girlfriend, Denise Richards, uh, for help.
1: No notes at all.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how I first found this movie. I came up, it's it's on Peacock because Peacock yeah. is amazing. Um I don't know how this first came across my radar, but it's been on my like watch list for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And this is like I was saying earlier, this is one of those ones that I'm like, I don't mind half-hearted watching this movie. Sure. You know, because it is. Absolutely insane and bad. It oh, yeah. is really, really bad. But it's like it's one of those that's just trash that's so engaging to watch. Yeah. And I looked it up before I watched it and I'm really glad I did because I found out that this movie was made because the director, uh, Stuart Roffle, got access to this mechanical Tyrannosaurus Rex for two weeks.
1: And they're like, we're doing a, we're doing a, and like, as soon as
0: that happened, he wrote a script, cast everything, put the movie together and shot it in like a one month period.
1: And knowing that going
0: into it, I'm like, that makes it way more impressive because it is bad. It is bad on so many levels. It is bad. The writing is clearly a first draft. Sure. You know, it is absolutely preposterous in terms of its like stance, but like. And it's, it's like storyline, but it's almost like wild that this was made at all in that short period of time. Yeah. And that it is like Denise Richards and Paul and Walker. And
1: Paul Walker. Yeah. Is this Paul um, Walker's like first movie?
0: It's, it's early. Because um, that
1: would be amazing.
0: It is his second, third feature movie. And I use the yes. term feature loosely, but like. Definitely. He'd been in a bunch of TV and like you know like he did this and then he did uh well i don't know what meet the deedles is but i don't either um, meet the deedles and uh pleasantville right um and varsity blues like it so it's like right before his like elevation you know right he started to do um, stuff yeah yeah
1: <laughs> oh my god it's
0: it's so weird man <laughs>
1: like a fever dream it's, of a movie
0: it's literally like a fever dream like they do brain surgery on him and the the mad scientist dude they do brain surgery on him like in an airplane hangar. of course as you do and like the guy just has like a fucking jigsaw yeah like it's just like yeah i'm going to get across his head which then comes out and is a complete thing which i hand to my assistant and then i take his it's like so so preposterous yeah and so just like i don't it's so so weird it's first draft full movie is yeah
1: yeah (laughs) Um,
0: which should totally be a letterbox list of just like this was yeah absolutely the first draft uh but like worth watching man i'm yeah i'd be really intrigued to see what you thought of it um
1: i mean i this was never gonna be on my watch list but it, it will be now let's see tammy
0: like, you just have to watch the trailer. Dear listener, go watch the trailer for Tammy and the T-Rex. I feel like the most interesting thing is the title at the beginning, like, yeah. on screen, says Tanny, T-A-N-N-Y, and the Teenage T-Rex. So, like, the name changed at some point, and I guess it was, like, restored to the original version.
1: <laughs> what? <I> no. know. <laughs> what?
0: Like, that was, it It turned on, and it said Tanny and the Teenage t t-rex and i'm like who has this wrong does this movie not know what it's called or does every like internet listing everywhere just have have it it wrong typo and it's like it's both it's wild
1: oh my god well i don't know what to say about that i can't believe denise richards is in that movie um i mean she she
0: had like no career i'm like i'm sure this could 100 just be like her, some yeah. actress that's not Denise Richards now, right? You know what I mean?
1: And just happened to um, be her. How do you even yeah. set a movie up in that little span of time? Like, I just don't
0: even I have get no that. Idea.
1: That's it. Um, it is impressive. It's actually incredibly impressive. Like that's full, the like, kind of thing minutes? that I'm like,
0: I couldn't fucking do this. No if someone way. was like, "Do you want to make a movie with this trans Rex? I'd be like, "Yeah." And then like a week later, I'd be like, "No way, can I do this?"
1: Yeah, I can't write a script in two weeks. Yeah, like let alone plan a whole movie out. Oh my god. I'm astounded. I'm absolutely astounded. It's... Jesus.
0: Just go watch the trailer. It's so absurd. (laughs)